All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham. This is this is a Tuesday afternoon we're doing this. And it's not just me and Jim. It's my gurus of gambling, my wizards of waging, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, you guys, I'm going to count this as a win. All three of you picked winners last week. Now, it gets a little sketchy. This is a Harry move, Bry, but you had your best bet last week was Tampa, Carolina. 48 uh, and a half. Over, over, four, over 48 and a half. Eight right. and a half, yep. yep. And it went down at a uh, game. Look at Harry clutching his microphone. He's ready to jump in here. He's ready. He can't wait. <laughs> it went down to what? 47 you could do what yeah i it's funny because like right after i did i don't know if it was because the afternoon or early that we did it tuesday it shot down so i did a bad job there obviously because it shot down to i thought it would go up it went down it was like 47 and a half it went down to 47 i think game time it went back to 47 and a half so i got it at 47 and a half so I, I lucked out there yeah, that's all right. That's all right. We're not gonna. We're not gonna take. Go ahead, Harry. I know you've taken abuse over this over the years. <laughs> just, just saying. If, 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 if it was me, that would definitely. We didn't even be talking about this. Oh yeah, now. that's exactly right. That's we would have said lost. two and no one. Doubt. No doubt. We would have moved on. Sure. It would have been two For and sure. one. But you won. The parlay kid won, and the parlay kid won big. This is a. This is a legendary against all odds pick. Bryson DeChambeau. We all yeah. took golfers for the U.S. Open, and there's the parlay kid. God bless him. On a Sunday afternoon, there's a bunch of football going on, and he's watching to make sure Bryson finishes off uh, Matthew Wolf, and he did in uh, in stunning fashion. The only one was he the only one to shoot under par in the whole tournament. The only one, Sal. Good for you. Twenty eight to one. I think you gave it out as you can find it twenty twenty five to one wherever it was is a. A big, big no, winner. Yeah, we gave it out. We gave it out a 28 to 1 on FanDuel. So. Mm, beautiful. So, you know, as Jim Cunningham likes to say, it was the parlay kid doing parlay kid things. Yes. Right, Jim? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jim doesn't like to say anything. He really doesn't like to say a thing. Uh, Jim will remind us, um, for you listeners on the ringer who have not subscribed to Against All Odds on the Extra Points Podcast Network. We're going to cut this short um, very soon in like two minutes. You get the first five minutes for free, and then you have to, to hear the rest, you have to subscribe to the, what is it, Jim? The blue version of Against All Odds found on wherever you listen to podcasts, but uh, appearing on the Extra Points Podcast Network, correct? Exactly. Yes. If you're now, on the green thing- one, you're on the wrong one. Yeah, the green the one's one. the wrong one. That's for that's for losers and fakers right there. Um, but what's interesting is happening is half the people who listened last week just listened for the five minutes and didn't resubscribe. They were like, that's all. I guess, you know, I guess we have to time this better, Jim. I think we're cutting out like right when Harry's giving his uh, NASCAR woes and everything and people are like, ah, I've heard enough, right? But so I don't know. Um, five minutes seems like seems yeah. good. All right, we'll, we'll time that out better. Five is plenty. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, subscribe, join, do all those things. Rate us well on, uh, on against all odds, the blue version, resubscribe, please. Now, um, everything's not all rainbows and Skittles in the wagering world with these guys. In fact, uh, who wants to hear about everybody winning the Bryson Dan- DeChambeau's that's nice. And brother Bryce came through kinda, but what we want to hear is something that we like to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick. 
And you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. All right. Well, you know, not too many bed aches, I don't think. From what I gather, our conversations between the U.S. Open, the golf betting, I know the bro- brother Bry hit on the matchups, and then uh, UFC was kind to you guys, and every single NFL favorite won. Uh, except the Eagles, and they were barely a favorite. So for guys like us who moneyline parlay and tease the crap out of games, it was a good week. But Harry, you still found uh, a bet ache. You you dug deep, and uh, let's hear it. Air your grievance. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, past couple weeks, it's been a brutal stretch of like bad losses, terrible losses, um, 50-50 games that could go either way down the stretch, loss, loss. For me and the parlay kid, mm-hmm. and and believe me, I've I if I send I send you guys plenty of text messages. There's no doubt about that. Parlay kid whines to me plenty too. So he <laughs> he comes to me and tells me that you know what I'm taking a week off. Whoa. So my bet ache is the parlay kid because he told me he's taking a week off, and I told him you know what parlay kid I'm joining you. I'm going to take a week off. Let's refresh after a week, and then before I know it, he's got. He's got what he's got on Bryson DeChambeau, and even on my uh, my show, Bet Bet Best Bet Corner, he gave out uh, DeChambeau, as did I, but I didn't play it because I thought he wasn't betting all week, <laughs> and I was jumping on with him. What kind of so lunatic arrangement is this? That where we finally get sports back? We had a pandemic for many months without sports, and now you're like, I'm taking weeks off. Shame on a- you, right, Brian? Shame ask- on both. Really, really wimp, wimpy move. It's funny because I saw that text, and I'm like. They were dead serious. They're like, they wow. weren't gonna they weren't gonna bet this week because they got killed so badly. But then I knew I knew Parley Kid was betting, but I didn't hear any from thing from Harry about winning losing. So I was wondering right. what was happening. Parley Kid, how TPK. much uh, I don't know if we ever would have heard from you again if you didn't bet DeChambeau <laughs> after giving it out all over the place, right? You had to bet it. <laughs> I had to bet it. Listen, this is true. I did have this conversation on Sunday night, like at 1 a.m. with Harry (laughs) when I called him after a terrible Sunday last week. And I said, Harry, I can't I can't bet. I got to take a few. I'm not sure if I said a full week because, of course, I I was going to bet football. And then so I said, I'm going to take a few days off, at least a few days off. I got to get away. But then we had the podcast. What? Last Monday or Tuesday, I gave DeChambeau and. Unlike Harry, who gives picks and doesn't bet on his own picks, right? The parlay kid bets fair, on his fair. picks. I had to, I had to ride with DeChambeau, and I uh, nail it. Yeah, and you know, and there were some people on Twitter who were like, "Come on, DeChambeau's not winning this." And you know what? The guy great. wins by six strokes. Oh, he was great. I, I do. You know, maybe that, was that the pick of uh, the of the uh, three and a half years. Uh, the probably oh, the wow. best pick, right? <laughs> I don't Come know. On. Only brother Brian can remember 28 this. 28 to one. Who's hit a 28 uh, to one? 28 to one. Yeah, it's probably And the here's best, the yeah. thing. Here's I, what I, I love about I think maybe a parlay one of us might I can go 28 yeah. weeks now of, of losses and That's true. can't really say too much. And you know? watch him. He will. He'll do it too. <laughs> uh, uh, but Harry, shame on you. The parlay kid did the right thing. Even though you had an agreement, he bet the week. This is like uh, winning the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's factory and then deciding you don't like chocolate anymore and god damn it we know you like chocolate <laughs> i mean this is crazy i'm off i'm off chocolate now all right anyways uh you know I, I, listen at, at by saturday i couldn't bet dechambeau he was two to one so i backed off and then after i knew he bet so then i bet sunday football but that was it all right that was it uh well listen i i don't know maybe there's an appropriate punishment out there for harry for not betting hit us up at cousin sal against all odds at gmail.com that's cousin sal against all odds at gmail.com if you have a 
uh, punishment in mind for Harry. I, the punishment could be he can't gamble for the week, but he's obviously okay with that. So I don't know. I don't know. We have to <laughs> dig deep here. Brother Brian, what is your betting? Uh, so I had two. So I again, I, the Bucks Panthers game, I can't necessarily complain about that because I did have over 47, right. 47 and a half, but I did have. Uh, the Panthers in that game to finish off, I think it was a nine to one parlay to finish off. I had the Panthers plus seven and a half mm-hmm. uh, down, down seven with a minute and 55 left. They kicked the onsides. Um, at that point, you think it's pretty much first down and the game is over. Fournette uh, scores on the four, uh, first play to go up 14. Carolina then has a chance to come down and cover mm. um, and also to go over that 48 and a half for whatever reason. Uh, they threw the fullback. He stayed in bounds. Uh, they, he could have got out of bounds with about two or three seconds left. Stayed in bounds. Clock ran out. Uh, they could have been on the five with the chance to go into one more play. To at cover least. that as yeah, well. Yeah. So that was bad. And then I also had I had Washington plus fourteen to finish off a, a large teaser as well. And they were down twelve. And yeah. I, I wanted to get I wanted to get your take on this, you guys, because. So Arizona's marches down the field. They pretty much waste the whole fourth quarter. It's inside the two-minute warning. Washington has all their timeouts left, but th- but Arizona's just running the ball on them. Washington's not calling timeout at all. They're just basically surrendering the game at that point. There's 30 seconds left. It's fourth and two. Um, usually I see teams at that point in time just go for it, just run the ball. You try and get the first down and just turn it over because they're still up two scores. Mm-hmm. They kick the field goal. They go up 15. I lose my bet. I was kind of going a little, that was the one I was kind of going a little crazy on, but I don't know. I mean, normally I wouldn't get mad at something like that. I just thought the fact that Rivera wasn't, Rivera wasn't using his timeout. So he was basically like the game's over and then you're still scoring. I forget. How much were they down? What were they down? 15? They were down. They were down 12. 12. I see. So you needed, that was weird. But it was just, it was weird because they had three timeouts. They didn't use any of them and they just let them run the clock. Yeah. If I'm Kingsbury, I'm like, yeah, man, there's a really good chance we meet the Washington team in Rivera in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't want this to bite me in the ass. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. There is no, right. we've seen every version of anything you can right. see inside yeah, the 10 right. with fourth and two field goal, going for it, kneeling down. And any, uh, I guess we haven't seen a punt. That's the only thing we haven't seen. But yeah, that's tricky um, every week. I don't know what you guys think of that. But yeah, like Brian said, if, if they're not calling timeout and they're conceding the game, Kingsbury has to do it on the flip side too, and just run the ball, kill you know, and and obviously if they, if they weren't calling timeout, they're not going to be passing the ball with a minute to go down twelve either, probably deep in their own end zone, mm. knowing that they couldn't get any offense going in the first place. It's not Big Twelve football though. This isn't. I don't know. <laughs> it's not. It's not in his uh, I, DNA. Uh, all right, Parlay Kid. What about you? What's your bet? Ache? Pretty that can't be too much after cashing the twenty eight. Well, no, well I mean, I mean, you know, biggest bet I probably had was. Yeah, I couldn't count all the money I won this week. Right. That's the biggest bet I got. <laughs> but by the way, I just found the text exchange. Yeah. This yeah. is the text exchange between oh, me boy. and Harry yeah. at about 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Pacific, I actually thought Pacific I actually called Eastern. him, too. Eastern or Pacific? This is uh, it's uh, Eastern. Okay, and it says, I said, Harry, uh, this is, uh, it was Monday morning now. It's a terrible week for me, just terrible. I got to take the week off. And Harry says, me too. I hit shit. Okay, so I I honestly like there was no agreement there, right? I mean, Uh, you you have to take the week off. I think technically, I think technically, 
your Deschambeau bet doesn't pay off until Sunday late afternoon. Thank so you. There you go. It's the right. mo more, most part of the week. It's 95% of the week you took off. I know you bet other stuff too, Parley Kid. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, but so other than that, yeah. I, I, I did, for as, I really hit everything. I did have a few prop bets that, um, player prop bets that came back and, and uh, didn't uh, work out for me. And they should have hit, like, Brady was over one and a half touchdowns. He throws one early. Mm -hmm. uh, then McCoy drops one in the end zone. If you guys remember that late yep. in the game, wide open drops it. I had McCaffrey over 62 and a half yards. He got to 59 and then was out the whole fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. So those two, those were two of my ones that, uh, you know, hurt me a little bit. But it's so when funny. You, when you had a good, yeah. good weekend. It, Screw goes, off. Uh, sting a yeah, little bit. Less. Yeah, you're counting your money. You're, well, who cares about these player parts? <laughs> Screw props. off, TPK. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brian, it's weird. We talk about going into the season betting unders on these player props, these season props. We never really think about it for um, for the individual games, right? Shouldn't yeah. it make sense that these guys have just a good, especially now with everybody getting hurt? Yep. My God, why wouldn't we go under on a lot of these individual player props? Um yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing between Anthony Davis, or just like NBA pulling guys in the third and fourth quarter with a big lead. It's too much to too much to like uh, handicap betting the over in these player props, right? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to. Uh, it's so many to look at. I feel like I I have to do a little bit of research on that. But I think you're right. If you take them all, I think sixty. Per, it seems like fifty to sixty percent of them are going to go under. But I, I do. I have found. Um, there, some of these player props have been pretty low, like that McCaffrey one of 62 yards. I know yeah. he didn't have a lot of yards last year against Tampa, but some of those are low. I, like uh, some receiving ones Waller last night was 50 yards. I got him at that. That seemed low to me. So I, I don't know. I it, it's, you always want to take the under, 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 and then you're like, shit, I got it. It's, it's the same with the season props. Did, did you just say that like a quarterback rushing yard, some of these guys like Murray and Prescott and Wilson, like they seem to go over the rushing yards. Yeah. Those have been, those have been the better ones for me. Right. right. Cause it's like Murray was 30 yards. Prescott was, I don't know, 20 yards. Wilson was 21 yards. Those guys, some of those guys had it by the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I got killed with, I had a big one on Fox bet live. My big, they let you parlay these together. Um, I had like seven quarterbacks and six of them had thrown for a touchdown. I just, oh. I just needed Wentz. And by the way, I love rooting against that guy, except when I need him to throw one freaking touchdown. He's by the goal line four times. He runs one in. What's worse than that? He runs one in, can't throw one, then gets picked in the end zone. Um, glad they lost, but for God's sakes, that cost me, uh, <laughs> that cost me big, big money. Um, all right. Well, that's, uh, that's a bet aches. Play the music. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bet ache. It's a bet ache. It's a bet you know what, guys, hopefully a time will come where we could all get together and not have to do that segment anymore. There are no bed aches. We just win, win, win like the parlay kid and then just have to, you know, we're not we're not reading texts about losing ways or everything. We could just forego the bed aches and just get to uh, giving out more winners. Speaking of more winners, you go to extrapoints.com and these guys are giving out free picks every single day. Harry uh, texted me to the side, a brag text. He's 29 and 11 in his last 40. Now, Harry does something special. He uh, offers up a, um, a video that Jim Cunningham has to post each and every night, oftentimes very late at night. And uh, 
And Jim, you're not, you're not a big fan of this uh, part of the job, right? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us what your problems are. With well, it. well, some. Go ahead, Jim. I don't know. It's just not my thing. No, you say he, he records it the wrong way. He's got it oh, on yeah, portrait. Oh, yeah, he's usually yeah. sideways. He likes to be in front of, like, oh, you know, rushing water or a hot tub or something. That sounds great. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just aggravating. I think, it's just, I think it's just more if I forget and you remind me and it's, like, 10 o'clock Pacific and I say sorry, but then you just send me the emoji of a middle finger anyway. So it's, <laughs> that's always good. Jim, why are you even reminding him? If you could get a, you can get an early rest. I'm or nice. Something. I'm You're nice. nice? Yeah. Well, let me. So he's 29 and 11, but uh, but is uh, 29 and 11. But We're as Jim pointed out, <laughs> but it's oftentimes in a hot tub. He's topless, sleeping. Like if you want to cash in on Harry's bed, it's gonna hurt a little bit. You got to watch this. <laughs> It's not pretty. You got to pay a little bit. You got to pay play or watch with your eyes closed or listen. Just try to listen to it and like scribble down what he's saying. Well, um, Sal, what was it last week on Thursday, though? He gave, he, he sends us his picks, right? And he sends us a pick for a, like a 755 matchup in golf. Oh, yeah. And I, right. and I say, ha I say, Harry, you're like a 755 matchup. That wolf one. He doesn't respond to it. Still posts it. It's up there. I'm like, Harry, that that, that was. You got to listen. You got to give me some slack on that one. That was when I had my colonoscopy and endoscopy. Give me a break. Yeah, but he still told had you had a rough time. day that day. Had a rough day that day. Jim Cunningham. Probably what time was that posted? That Wednesday night uh, pick from Harry. I have no idea. Probably like three o'clock in the morning. Was No, but really, was it that late? Was it like two Maybe. or three in the morning? I, I don't remember. I don't read them. I don't watch them. I just put them up. As long as it's not silent. Oh, you watch them. Don't give me that no, shit. I don't. You watch. Yeah, well, every once in a while, Harry, you'll ask me something funny, and I'm just like, I don't know. Dude. So I'm trying to figure I am out not if that's here for that. If, if that was posted at 3 a.m., you're saying Pacific time, that's 6 a.m. Eastern. How many people in America, or well, open it up to the world, actually were able to. Uh, I actually are able to quality, like basically take advantage of that pick zero out of zero. Well, guess what? Guess what though? Yeah, that was, that was one of my 11 losers out of 40 picks. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. good. That's Harry, good. Are you, are you 29 and 11 since we started this? No more, but 29 and 11 last 40. Yeah. Cause Brian, we've done over 50, right? We've done. Yeah. I think you yeah, guys have like done this since we're on 51 now. This guy's 29 and 11 TPK. God bless well, him. That's what you say. I, I, I still don't, <laughs> I'm still not fine. All right. Well, anyway, those are at extrapoints.com. You guys win too. I think you win most uh, days of the week. They've been doing this, I think since July 27th. Um, now let's look at the MVP awards. Now we did this, Brian, we went over this September 1st. This is now, Yep. The 22nd or 23rd. So three weeks have passed. Maybe doesn't seem like a lot, but we went over our MVP picks um, right now on FanDuel. Uh, Russell West, uh, Russell Westbrook. That's not Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Don't look for Russell Westbrook to win the MVP in the NFL because he's not going to do can't it. can't pass at all. Russell, that's exactly right. There you go. Russ Wilson plus 270 is the odds on favorite. Lamar Jackson, the incumbent, five to one. Patrick Mahomes, five to one. Rogers, 11 to one. Kyla Murray, 13 to one and Dak Prescott, 15 to one brother brought. Here's what I'll say about this. I think the winner of Lamar and Mahomes jumps mm. is the front runner there to win. Now I know Russ has had some big games. He's plus 270, but this is all like exposure. That's what this, this is about. And if that game is as good as we all think Lamar against Mahomes and the winning quarterback has decent stats. I right. think that's 
your uh, MVP front runner. Now I had Lamar going into the season at six to one. That seemed too high for a guy who had won and gotten a ton of votes uh, last year. Uh, we'll get to that game in a bit, but again, this is um, it's all about primetime games. KC after this one has, well, they have the Patriots. That's not a primetime game, but exposure wise, primetime at the bills, primetime at the Raiders, primetime at the Broncos, Baltimore, primetime at the Pats, primetime versus the Cowboys and at the Browns. Um, they have two versus the Steelers. Actually, one of them is primetime against the Steelers. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of eyeballs on, um, you know, that's not waking yeah. up at six in the morning and seeing a, a, a golf prop online. That's seeing them on a big stage. And I, that's why I think take Lamar or Mahomes and Mahomes both at five to one. I think you win brother. Bry, you like Lamar, right? Uh, yeah, so I, I I bet Lamar and Mahomes the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. I actually bet Murray too, but I I do agree with you. I think the winner of Monday night is going to be the front runner here. It's going to be hard to pass that. If you lose this game, it's going to be hard to pass that guy unless you're just you just never lose the rest of the year. But I just think this we saw similar. I mean, Russell's awesome. Uh, you know, top three quarterback the last three or four years. I just don't know. Like we saw the same thing last year with Russell, right? Can he sustain like these? I mean, the numbers are even crazier this year, but can he sustain this once they start playing in the division? I mean, mm-hmm. they have to win for him to win MVP. I think they're going to have to go at least 12 and four, right? Unless his numbers are just absolutely crazy. That division is so tough. Mm-hmm. I think it's just hard. It's going to be harder for him to win it. Uh, I think, like I said, I think it's going to be similar to last year, but I do think the Ravens have the best chance to me of winning this. I think they're going to win this game. I think. They're just the most balanced team, and I think they're going to have the best record uh, mm-hmm. again this year. I just, when you look at Lamar, he's maybe one of the few guys, um, well, probably the only guy ever. I mean, he realistically could have a thousand yards rushing and 120 passer rating, some crazy stat. So I think this could be very similar to Giannis winning it this year. Best regular season, back to back MVPs, best team again. So I yep. think, again, at five to one, though, I think. You jump on him, you jump on Mahomes. You could still play this okay and get a few different guys here. Yeah, and we're forgetting about Rodgers a little bit. We'll get to right, you yeah, and Harry, Rogers but Rodgers, God, too, yeah. I think that offense is right up there with the Chiefs-Ravens. But I think just eye on the prize there. I take Lamar and Mahomes both at 5-1. to one. But again, Rodgers 11-1 if you want to sprinkle a little there. Harry, Kyler Murray, I think he has to do what Brother Bry just described um, happened with Lamar Jackson, rush for 1,000 yards and do all that stuff. Now you're getting... 13 to one. What did you take him at in the beginning of the year? I believe uh 23 to one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I have him too, but I think Brian makes a great point too, uh, that once they get into the division, like Russell, when Russell Wilson gets into the division, see how his stats, how his numbers go in those, in those games. Cause it is the best division in football. But Sal, you also liked them as a team to win 10 games. You gave sure. out and I gave them out as at winning nine. They win 10, then he's really a candidate if he continues to run the ball. Uh, he's got already over 500 yards passing, five touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. But also, but uh, but him and DeAndre Hopkins have connected on 22 of 25 targets. Uh, and again, like once it gets into the division, it's going to be tough to see what the stats are. But again, they, they play Detroit, Carolina, and the Jets in their next three. So they really should be 5-0 and the yeah. way they look. And if his numbers are really good, I mean, it's only going to go down more. And also there's a guy out there, Josh Allen, uh, at 32-1. to one. Look, look, he picked four positions behind Sammy D uh, two years <laughs> ago. 71% completion percentage, seven total touchdowns, zero picks. And Two years ago, two years ago, 
uh, he Zay Jones was their leading receiver. I think he's on Brian's Raiders right now. Ja- he had yes. 626 yards re- uh, receiving uh, passing. That was the most he threw to anybody already this year. Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Cole Beasley have 35 catches combined for 519. And and. Diggs is the leading receiver in the uh, right. in NFL. But he's, hit, he's hitting a long ball, that's for sure. But here's what I'll say about yeah. Arizona, which I think Kyla Murray, I don't know, there's been seven minutes since you picked Kyla Murray. But Kyla Murray, I think, was your MVP pick. Primetime at Seattle, at the Rams. I think he has to win both those games to win. If those are the only games you're playing under the lights, yeah. I think those are both. Mm-hmm. And one of them is January 3rd, so it could be that it's wrapped up by then. Anyway, that Rams game, I believe, is uh, January 3rd. All right, uh, Parley Kid, I like where you're going with this. I hope this would be nice. Well, you know, I think you guys really have been on point so far. Uh, you know, Murray is – he's going to be 5-0. and oh, um, And it's 13-1. to one. It's as good as you're going to find him right now. Uh, I already have money on Jackson, Wilson, and Mahomes uh, to win MVP, so I feel pretty good about that. But – so, I, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys, and I, look, I'm a critic of, of Dak Prescott. Like, when I watch him play, mm. he really frustrates me. But somehow or another, at the end of these games, his numbers tend to be phenomenal. Yeah. And Dallas's defense, Sal, it's, it's not good. It is not a good defense. <laughs> uh, I've, Sal, I can't watch the Cowboys anymore because of Jalen Smith. I, I watch him on every play, and <laughs> – I don't care how many tackles he makes. He makes him eight yards downfield. I can't watch it anymore. Right. Um, but Dak is going to be in a lot of shootouts. If the Cowboys can win the division, uh, some and I look, it's a terrible division. He's going to put up n- good numbers against in every division game too. Uh, he's on pace right now, so for over six thousand total yards mm-hmm. between uh, passing and rushing, and he's on pace for a combined forty rushing and passing touchdowns. I don't think he can keep that pace up, but if he comes close to 5,000 yards passing this year and he's getting uh, eight or nine rushing touchdowns along with 30 to 35 passing touchdowns, if that's what happens, he's a little low on that side right now, and they they end up winning 10 games, Mm -hmm. he'll be in that discussion because he's a very well-liked player in the league too. I think the media loves him. Uh, And so he'll be there. 15 to 1, jump on it now. If he beats Russell Wilson this week, which I think the Cowboys are going to beat Seattle, that'd be this big. Week, yeah, he he'll, he might overtake Russell Wilson in that MVP voting. If the Cowboys beat Seattle and and whatever happens in that Monday game, I think if Russell Wilson's kind of out of the MVP talk for a few weeks. Um, if that happens, I think you're right, Parlay kid. Yeah, talk about a player prop. Dak to rush for a touchdown seems to be good. Cam Newton to rush for a touchdown yes. seems to be good. Um, every week or every other week could get good odds on those. Parley kid, you and I, we've calmed down a little bit. I think, um, I think we know why over the years with the Cowboys, we used to spend an hour on the phone after every oh, Cowboy game every dissecting time. and going over it. Most of the time it was, you know, bemoaning a loss or something. We're not like that anymore, but it was exciting to pull off that 40, 39 win. I bet your house was going a little crazy. Um, my 15-year-old was going nuts, too. He was very excited. All I'm thinking about is Seattle. I'm like, eh, this team's not very good. We'll probably lose to Seattle. But my 15-year-old's like, Dad, we haven't had a win like this in a lot. Like, we've had a port and wins, I guess. But we haven't had a win like this, come from beyond, like this exciting since Pittsburgh, like, four or five years ago. And I thought about it. I was like, 
that was exciting, but even that I couldn't root for because I think that put the nail in Tony Romo's coffin. Do you remember that? They were down like with a minute left and Dak yeah. brought him back. If they'd lose that, maybe they can insert him back in the lineup. That's, but then they, could, they couldn't after that. So. That's exactly right. And yeah, this, look, the problem is if, you, if you're a knowledgeable Cowboys fan, mm. the win wasn't, I was excited. You could ask Brother Bry. I mean, I was pumped. I was like, I just, you know, I, you know more or less because I had him on, certain parlays yeah, yeah, yeah. to be honest with you that, but looking at the team, I was like, this, there's so many flaws right now with this team. It's incredible. It, it was, it was, they actually played a terrible game and Atlanta gave them the game. Yeah. Really? It was a lack of a, uh, you know, a Dan Quinn who should not be coaching anymore, at least with the Falcons uh, right. should not be a head coach anymore. Uh, they got, we got very lucky and I'll be the first one to admit it, but I was on the right side of uh bets. For that so that helped out you had the and money that's where line. my excitement came from right my overall other excitement about the team itself was rather blase but they are in a very weak division that's the style, thing so. though that's what I said. I said on fox bet live it's like you're playing you have a four and the rest of the division is the dealer holding a six so we could just kind of slow play this probably nine and seven and win the division because the giants have no offense if you ever believed them in the first place without barkley um Washington, I think we saw a better version or more realistic version of them this week against Philadelphia. And Philadelphia, look, they could certainly win a division. Philadelphia could beat us twice the way we are. But right now, they're having problems. If we could put together a little streak here and get, get some room in between Dallas and Philadelphia, they'll be okay. But yeah, that's uh, I, I don't know what to think with that team. I, I, I will say this, the three fumbles in the first five minutes, Parlay Kid, I, I'm starting to think uh, Zeke, Serena Williams and Phil Rivers are amongst the three worst in terms of body language when you bet on them and they're losing. Like you just want to <laughs> tear their throats out, right? Like I'm so that's a great. I point. would never do that yeah. to a woman. I'm sorry, Serena. I would not tear your throat out. So I take that back. But Zeke and I for sure and Phil Rivers. But I I, I can't take it anymore. Like they, they they have to show up, right? Mike McCarthy has to get them to show up at least. Oh man, I I've. I, I've seen very little from Mike McCarthy so far. Right it's like watching the same Cowboy team we've been watching for 15 years, basically. Right. Uh, where the talent is there, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. But they just, it's the same plays. Yeah. It's the same everything. It's kind of frustrating. And McCarthy's such a huge guy and his face is, there's something about, I don't know. I I can't complain. I was yeah. happy that well, Garrett was like, gone. You guys so, like Harry. Listen, He's like guys, Harry. Yeah. Listen, you guys can't complain. You, I've heard it for ages from you guys about the clapper, and now you're already two weeks in. You're one and one, and you're you're bitching about well, McCarthy. We could have been, we could be zero and two. We could be two and zero if there's no push off. Wow. It's just, it's a weird right. team, but it does the, doesn't pass the eye test, Harry. Look, they do look uh, like well, a similar his, team. Look, Zeke's got two fumbles already. That's not McCarthy's I know. Well, fault. unless you think not having a team ready is someone's fault. I don't know. I apologize. The parlay kid and I were talking Cowboys. We forgot you guys were even here. I'm sorry. We'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, uh, let's move on to the Cowboys Seahawks. Parlay kid, what do you think? No. Uh, Cowboys Seahawks. Seahawks are five fifty-five and a half. That's a gigantic over under. Um not impressed with the Seahawks defense either. I mean, Jamal Adams made that great play chasing down uh, Cam Newton. Uh, reminded me of when Romo got chased down on the extra point years ago against Seattle. Um, otherwise, I think this could be a last drive, last score kind of win situation. Brother Bry, you're not uh, screwing with the line. You're going total here. 
Yeah, I think this is tough. I think this is going to come down to the end, and I don't know if it might be a one-touchdown game either way, so I'm not really comfortable with that. But I do – the line is very high. The over-under line is high. It's probably the highest – it's the highest line, right, so far, I think, for the games. But Mm -hmm. um, I will say what what the Parley Kid was saying before. So Parley Kid and I watch the games all the time together. Uh, It is very entertaining watching the Cowboys game with the Parley Kid because he's constantly (laughs) yelling – constantly yelling at Jalen Smith – we're rewinding plays a hundred times just to see where Jalen Smith is on the field. We're we're <laughs> rewinding we're rewinding penalties. Our brother John is digging into Darren, saying, "Well, you have Alden Smith on defense. You guys should be good." And Darren's going crazy. Like, <laughs> he hasn't played in five years, and you obviously have not been watching football. So it's just, it's still so Parlay Kid still has that. You know, he still goes crazy in these. He games. hates all the Smiths. Uh, it's because he has money on him. He doesn't care about them. Yeah, but but that being said, I do think this is a shootout, though. Uh, There's not again, nothing I see in the Cowboys that makes me think they could stop Russell and his big plays. Watching the Cowboys defense to me is like watching the Raiders defense, right? It's just these guys are wide open, 15, 25 yards in the middle of the field uh, all the time. Um, But I will say that Seahawks, at least their run defense, at least was pretty good. So I think it's going to force the Cowboys to open up pass a little bit more. Maybe they'll be more aggressive at it right out of the gate. On the other hand, again, Seattle doesn't have a ton on the defensive side either, um, at least when it comes to pass rush. So um, I do just think this is going to be, regardless, it's, it, to me, this I get the sense it's like a 34-27 game. Mm-hmm. I would I would fear uh, the under here just with like you, you get a string of three touchdowns in a row in the third quarter yeah. or something like that. Um, so I, I would still, even though it's high, I would go over here. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw Russell not afraid to – air it out and almost cost them the game on that third and one trying to kill the clock against the Patriots. You, you, you figure he's going to do the thing where he keeps it himself. He does it. It's so rare now that he does it. Um, you figure that was a spot, but no, he went long and, and incomplete. But yeah, these guys like the, the sling it. I think like, yeah, 31 28 is what I have. I don't know who wins this game. Like I said, last, uh, last possession probably wins, but that even puts it over. Um, all right, Harry, let's hear from you. Las Vegas. Man, that would have been exciting. Monday night, if there actually were fans there, right, Bri? Big Raiders fan. Opens up in Las Vegas. That, that's the one game so far in two weeks out of, you know, out of 32 games, however many have been played. You wish there was a crowd there, right? But exciting uh, to watch, right? Uh, it, was, it was, I mean, for the Raiders, it was a, one of the best wins. Again, you guys talk about the Cowboys' great wins. For the Raiders, that's one of the, I mean, because watching that first quarter, it was so awful. I was like, here we go again. We can't stop anybody, which we really can't anyway. Mm-hmm. But I never thought after the first quarter. I mean, I was I was bitching and complaining about Carr like I do every week. But mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't think we were going to win that game. I thought there was no way after that first quarter. Well, that, now, know- you, now you go to New England. You go to Foxborough. The Patriots are six-and-a-half-point favorite. Forty-seven-and-a-half is the over-under. Um, Harry, again, you're not taking either side here. You like the total. I do. I, I like the over here. I mean, Brian, you got to be excited. I mean, Carr, four touch, the great, greatest start probably of his career, right? Four touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, 74% completion percentage. And their games have been crazy. The Panther game was 64 points, uh, you know, where they didn't play, and the Panthers didn't play that good this past week offensively, but 64 in that game. They put up, a, the, the Raiders have put up 34 back to back weeks, um, you know, 58 uh, with the Saints uh, on Monday night. And and the Patriots, by the way, uh, you know, 
I mean, I don't know if it was so much Cam really, but more than it was the weak Seattle defense that made Cam look so good. But I mean, Cam, 400 yards. Uh, Edelman looked great. It's been a while since he looked great. Um, he went all over the place, and that game was crazy. So I just think the the defense for New England is sh- a little bit shoddy, and uh, the Vegas off Vegas team just overall, at offense and defensively, um, going to put the points are going to be there, and I think this game goes way over. All right, uh, back to the game itself. Pats after a loss since 2013. Obviously, it's Tom Brady's team, but after a loss since 2013, wins 77% of the time, cover 69% of the time. The last time. A 2-0 team went to Foxborough. The last two times, they lost and were outscored 53-10. to You might be walking into a buzzsaw. This is kind of yeah. perfect for uh, for Belichick. If you would think short week, you would think a team that won coming across country against yep. pissed-off Patriots team. Go ahead, yeah. Harry. Harry, I'm sorry. No, did, did I interrupt no. you? Go ahead. Jump in. Yeah. I was just going to say, for, <laughs> start, start of the season, East Coast, back to the West Coast. Back to the East Coast week three. All right. Yeah. It's a lot of travel. It's never still. fun leaving Vegas, but especially after a win like that, if you're going to get slaughtered. But um, maybe they can hang in. What a feel-good story that would be. I, I, I like the Patriots here, but obviously uh, rooting for the Raiders. I have thought about it. I've tried to figure um, – I try to uh, figure out. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They really do travel more than you, Harry. Somehow this this Vegas team. Um, I was thinking about like a team that doesn't win at home. Like, do they have to go? Do they have to travel because of COVID? Can they just say, "Hey, we'll two and zero. We'll give up two and one. Uh, that's fine. T- take uh, take your win, old man. That's good, Belichick. I don't know if the <laughs> Vegas even wants to go at this point. All right, going back to Green Bay, New Orleans now. I don't want to say I'm a genius here, but there was a lineup on FanDuel on the Green Bay New Orleans game before New Orleans played the Raiders. Green Bay was getting four. I was like, I like that anyway. I don't care what the hell happens in this game. New Orleans isn't going to get better on a Monday night game, right? So they might get injured. They might lose Breeze. They might lose Kamara. Uh, I took the four points. Now it's down to three, Parlay Kid. FanDuel yeah. has over under 51 and a half. Um, you like the favorite Saints, though. Yeah, you know, if this was at four, like you said, I think I'd think a little differently. Uh, I'm thinking, worst case, it's a push here. Uh, The Saints, like you were just saying about the Patriots, the Saints haven't lost back-to-back games since the first two games of the 2017 season. Mm. Uh, And they just don't seem to do it. Um, And the Packers, on the other hand, uh, you know, I I guess you could say they uh, 2-0, but... Uh, Vikings and Lions uh, mm. certainly don't make you feel like they've beaten teams that are ultra impressive, right? So I think, again, without the Saints having their real home field advantage like they normally would, uh, this is a team that just Drew Brees just does not allow them to lose two in a row. Uh, I think the travel will just slightly affect Green Bay. Mm. Uh, I think this is a game where the Saints win. It's, it will be close, but the Saints end up winning this by six or seven points. Wow. They pull it out. Look, not having Michael Thomas is a huge factor. Sure. I, look, I had the Raiders last night on our extra points pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them to cover, uh, and they ended up doing more than covering. But I just think the Saints are – look, is, is this team going to be one and two? I just don't see them one and two. So I think they're winning this game, and they're going to just win it by three or more points. Interesting. That's, that's really it. I'm not in love with 
I don't love this Green Bay team. So I had them a lot last year, Green Bay. And I know you really I like really them. Like them. Yeah. I really like them. I know you do. Um, but I'm just, I'm not in love with the, uh, that team still. I'm just not in love. I think, I actually think, look, they're a run first team now, Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think the Saints are going to stop the run. I yeah. think they're going to stop. They're going to shut the run down. Uh, and Rodgers can beat you too, but with the exception of Devontae Adams, uh, I don't think they have a real another guy that's going to scare the Saints. And I think they'll find a way to beat him. Adams is banged up too. I think he plays. Thomas is not probably going to play. Uh, not playing. But no. uh, but um, I just think they're better. I, like you said, Aaron Jones, 236 yards, three touchdowns last week. I watched that. I don't know why I have the Packers on every game. Maybe my wife is from uh, Milwaukee, even though she does not give a shit about it. But anyway, they make a full screen. <laughs> and uh, I feel like he's going through the motions, Rogers, like 70%. He's playing at 70%, not not a health issue, but just like beating up on these teams. Green Bay 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five as an underdog and 4-1 and one straight up. Don't think the Saints, aside from the travel, I don't think this is great a home field advantage. As uh, it's been in the past, I think 27-21, I'm taking the – the Packers to win. Now, Bri, uh, Monday night, this is so good. Chiefs, Ravens, we get it right off the bat. Week mm. three, both 2-0, and obviously. Um, Ravens, boy, that was my killer. I had the Texans last week. I'm like plus 7.5, plus 8.5. It was on our extra points for extra pay parlay, and they get slaughtered. They just went. They were running downhill, the Ravens, all game. Uh, favored by three. Over-unders, 53.5. Um, again, you're not touching the game itself, but you like the over. Yeah. So I know I talked about Lamar and the Ravens before, and I do think they're going to win this game. And I wanted to take the minus three. I think it's almost impossible to take the Ravens at like minus minus one ninety money line, right? It's too much of a, it's still too much of a toss up. I think to take the money line, if you're going to take the Ravens, take them to cover for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but I started thinking about, it, I'm like, I, I'm definitely more comfortable with the over 53 and a half here. Um, it's just, it's, when was the last, so on a Monday night or primetime game when we've had two great quarterbacks, I mean, I could be totally off on this. I haven't looked, done any research on this. Breeze really, and Carr, but, bro, just, just but, yesterday, <laughs> 24 hours but, ago. But just either a Sunday night, a Monday night game, these primetime games are between two great quarterbacks. Yeah. I feel like you always get shootouts in these games. Yeah. Uh, I just get the sense. I, I don't think the Chiefs can stop the Ravens at all. I mean, from what I saw yeah. in that Chargers game, the way the Chargers ran all over the mm -hmm. Chiefs, I think it's going to be even worse. I, I mean, I could easily see this. I, one of the things, the bets I do like here is probably the Ravens to score first because the, for whatever reason, Kansas City struggled early. I do think the Ravens always come out, and I feel like they're mm -hmm. always up 7 nothing every time I look. But I think this is a game you have to root for the points. There's no point on Monday night. You yeah. want to go into this game. Rooting for an awesome game to end the week. A lot of points. 53 and a half. Eh, it's not a ton. One of these teams is going to get 35 or something. I, I just feel like the Ravens, I don't know. I think the Ravens are scoring 30 and the Chiefs are going to put up 28. I'm uh, with so, you. I'm not touching so, it. I, yeah. I'd like to not watch it. I, uh, I might, if, will <laughs> either of you guys make an agreement with me to not watch? Not, not, that, I, not that I wouldn't watch it, that I wouldn't bet it. Can I? Can we have a, something over text? Uh, but I'm sure I'll have something. I'm leaning, Brian, with you over uh, Harry pointed out to me today, Kansas City averages as ho-hum as they've been. They've averaged 28 points over the last two weeks. Baltimore averaged 35. They scored 61 total when they played uh, last year. I think it's like a 34-30 final. It has a 
potential to be like a Rams Chiefs game from a few years ago where it's just in the 40s and 50s and it just gets out right. of hand. Um, right. But maybe not. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pick a winner. It's a great, great game. Again, I say the winner of this game, the quarterback is a front runner to win MVP. Um, and we're working backwards here. The Thursday night game, Miami at Jacksonville, the Jags minus three, 47 and a half. I, listen, it's Tuesday afternoon. I have no idea. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked into this too much. Uh, Minshew's fun. Um, Fitzpatrick's fun when when he's good, <laughs> but otherwise this game should be shipped to London. Yeah. I don't know if they could do it. It's a Thursday night game. It might be too late. I'm not I'm not jumping on either side here, Paul. Like kid, I might take like first touchdown or something somewhere along the line. But right. you have uh, confidence in the Dolphins, right? Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins getting the the, the three points here, Sal. I actually think it, this sounds weird, but if Tua was starting this game, wouldn't this be a fun oh, game yeah. to watch? Yeah, we, right? we, we saw like we Mitch saw Herbert, we saw Herbert, we saw uh, yeah, Burrow. I, Let's put Tua in there. It, Do it already. It's it's it. Look, Fitzpatrick certainly hasn't lost his job. If you look at his numbers, they've been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a certain way about him in the second half of these games, Fitzpatrick. But boy, I would love to see Tua, but. Look, I, I get the injury factor, even though he's he seems to be fully healthy. But boy, with all the injuries happening lately, can you imagine if they put him in and he got hurt? So no, I know. maybe they're just kind of waiting for to get through the first six or seven games before they unveil him. Mm-hmm. But I do like the Dolphins to cover. Look, two weeks ago we sat here and said Jacksonville, but we were all in agreement to bet them to have the worst record in football, right? Right. So now that we, we go two weeks later. And with their favorites here yeah, at minus three against the Dolphin team, that is improved. I know Byron Jones is, I think, out this week. Um, but the Miami can they can move the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh this guy, this kid Gasecki, right? Uh, as this tight end, yep. he's coming on. He's coming into his own. He's becoming a very good factor. Uh, Brother John is a Dolphin fan. <laughs> it's probably the only Dolphin he knows his name. <laughs> really? I know, it's unbelievable. Uh, it it really is. Now. It's a good jersey. Uh, you know, it's really sad. It's really sad what's happened to Brother John. It's it's really. Oh, I agree. He's a shell yeah. of his former <laughs> sports self. And Cousin Dale, uh, even worse. Even a sadder, sadder story. Um, it's it's true. But sad, yeah, getting the points, they're playing a team that we, we all thought was the worst team in football. I'm still saying that Jacksonville's kind of overachieved. I think the Dolphins at 0-2, they're just going to win this. They're going to find a way to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than 0-3, the Dolphins, and they'll win this game. So take the plus three uh, with the Dolphins. I think I'm just mad at the Dolphins. I had that money line parlay over the Bills. Uh, actually, money line straight up over the Bills, and I thought they could have won that game, and they freaking blew it as much as Harry loves Josh Allen. They they, they could have won. It's, uh, it just pisses me off when teams just don't show up in the fourth quarter. Um I don't know. Um, right now, this is a pass for me. I guess they'll have fans. Oh, shit. Miami at Jacksonville. That should be... They'll, they'll probably have uh, be at capacity, right? I'm guessing Florida's just opening. They'll probably have another stadium for this, too, right? They'll probably <laughs> fill two stadiums to watch this on closed circuit. But uh, three is the number on FanDuel, 47 and a half. I'm going to pass on it. The parlay kid likes the Dolphins. Real quick, Bri, Thursday night, who do you like? I like the Dolphins in that game. Dolphins plus yeah. three. Harry, who do you like? Yeah, plus three, for sure. Dolphins, too. They easily could have won both games this year. All right. There you go. Trifecta is in agreement with the Dolphins plus three. And uh, now's a good time to mention to you 
That Against All Odds is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. By now, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook's world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They've got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere. Fun bet types. It's the only place where you could play same-game parlay NFL bets this season. When they win, you often get your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's a lot of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook. But here's a few more. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. So a crap game like the Jags and Dolphins, you got a risk-free bet. Take Miami plus three. Guess what? You lose, they don't come after you. They really don't. No strings attached. Just place any bet you want. You win, keep the cash, you lose. You get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. And you're going to want to check out FanDuel's Double Up promotions for NFL, NBA, and NHL. Uh, you could place, and for football, pregame money line wager. Your team scores 35 or more points. You double your winnings, maximum $50 in site credit. Boy, that Chiefs-Ravens uh, game is good for that. NBA final basket bonus, place a money line wager. And if the last score of the game is a three-pointer, you double your winnings, max $50 credit. Or five goal double up in NHL. Yes, there's still Stanley Cup games. Place a pregame money line wager and your team scores five or more goals. You double your winnings. Again, max $50 site credit. Start betting. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. Be sure to sign up with our promo code against all odds so they know I sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code against all odds. FanDuel.com slash against all odds. All right, let's go to the NBA here, guys. Game four, we're doing this right as the Lakers and Nuggets tip off, so it doesn't make sense to talk about that, although that was a pretty thrilling ending Sunday night. But Wednesday, now the East had to wait for the West to catch up. Wednesday, Heat, Celtics, game four. Parlay kid, Celtics are back in this. They're a different team with Gordon Hayward. Boy, you were were celebrating. My God, Parley Kidd on a separate text change. He's like, why did anyone think the Celtics were going to win this series? And now they're back in it 2-1. They're they're, favored. They're back in it. But but everybody was so convinced that this series was going to be one-sided. Yeah. When the Heat have hardly... What is that? How many losses do they have in the playoffs now? Is that their third playoff loss so far? Yeah. Just second. Just second. 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 Oh, yep. He did one. that right. on so, purpose. He did, he knew it was second. He did that on purpose. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. so so Lost what by is three. there? I really feel like when the Heat, listen, Jimmy Butler said it after the game. We didn't play hard enough. We didn't do anything we set out to do. And now we're going to see what we're made of. Mm-hmm. I have full confidence in Jimmy Butler when he says those words that he means business now. And I think in this series, when Miami has decided to mean business, they've been the better team. Right, they really have been the better team, um, and I think they're going to finish this out in six. I think they get this game. Look, they're getting three points in in game four here, right? Is that yep. what we're talking yep. about here? Celtics. So I love three. them getting three points, um, even though I I would take the money line because I think they'll win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, let's say we'll take the three points, and I don't get this narrative. Oh, Gordon Hayward's back. What a difference he he made. He made right. Uh, he played 31 minutes, went two for seven, grabbed a few rebounds, had a few assists. And you could say, well, he spreads the court out. I'd let Gordon Hayward take the ball all day if I'm the Heat. Really? I just let go ahead, let Jimmy Butler guard him one on one. What's Hayward going to do? He's not a, he's not really a factor 
to me, at least he wasn't the other night. Yeah. People want to credit Hayward for the win. Yeah. Come on. He that would that is ter- that's a terrible analysis for anybody to say that uh that Hayward was the factor. Maybe he'll be a factor going forward, mm-hmm. but he did not contribute in this one the other day. The Heat gotta get off the better starts. They're down every game. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're just battling from behind every game. If they come to play, they're winning this series. I think they're the better team. Well, and that you know, and the worst thing about Jordan Hayward, he's easily he's trying to steal and cultivate the Jim Cunningham look. Jim Cunningham, pop up there for a minute. Let, <laughs> let's take a look at you. Yeah. He's really trying to look like you. I don't know if this is a winning formula. No, you're not coming on. We can't. We can't see. I don't know. <laughs> right, that's at. a good point. Right. Yeah, wow. Look at that. That's Holy him right smokes. there. You could probably go two for wow. seven, couldn't you, Cunningham? <laughs> yeah, easy is right. Uh Paula kid, I don't know who's better. I really don't because maybe it doesn't even matter who's better because it's kind of the same game every time the Celtics get up big. They've blown four right. double digit leads. Uh, and this, you know, this lends itself right into um, Harry's pick that Brian stole from him. Now, Brian, <laughs> uh, there was some confusion Reverse here. It. Brian put in a pick, and then hours later, Harry went with the same thing. <laughs> we usually try to uh, you know, steer clear of the same picks, it's but different. It's a it little bit, happens. it's a tiny bit different. It's different, brother Bry. Uh, you like the Celtics in the first half, and that's been a winner for, for like the ten out of eleven. I don't know, nine yeah. one one. I don't know. Yeah, so I I like the Celtics minus one and a half first half. Look, they I've done really well. That's probably I I've been killing it on these bets with first half uh, covers, first quarter covers between certain teams. So mm-hmm. the Celtics have just been awesome in the first half, whatever re- for whatever reason. Uh, they haven't trailed at the half in their last ten games. Uh, I think two of them were tied, but they've they've they have not trailed in ten games. So. Again, for whatever reason, Stevens must just have them coming out focused. For whatever reason, you get a better Marcus Smart right out of the gate. I do think they play, for whatever reason, they're playing a little bit harder. Miami's starting slow, and it takes them a while to ramp up their defense. Late in the game, defensively, they're much better. They start making shots. Um, But even Miami, though, they've only let it half once in their last eight games, Mm. like Parley Kid was saying. So I think, you know, down 2-1, this just... I mean, the stats are kind of just saying, I think, I think again that the Celtics are going to come out and uh, are going to cover this one and a half. I, I will disagree with the parlay kid, though, for as much as Gordon Haywood, like there's just little things that I mean, just the fact that Gordon Haywood is on the floor and it's not some other guy. I think yeah. that's even, just that yeah. alone um, right. is definitely a positive. And they've. They've had they've had spots in this these games where all of a sudden they just start turning the ball over like crazy. And I think Hayward, the one thing he gives them is some consistency there. And he he keeps the flow going a little bit more than, yeah. than what, what they've had. So you're taking the heat. Oh, so you're taking, taking the minus the Cel- one and a half. Cel- oh, I just taking the Celtics minus one and a half. Celtics minus one and a half. And a half. Yeah. All right, Harry, your slight variation of this is to not lay the uh, point and a half and just think that <laughs> they have the lead going into the locker room. That is correct. By the way, I, I do agree uh, totally with Brian about Hayward. Absolutely, but I do like uh, I do like uh, Parlay Kids' intensity. I love when he gets fired up. <laughs> when he when he gets fired up into Cowboys, it's all hogwash. Oh, but when it's something else, this is good. I really like, I, I like your take on that one, Parlay Kid. But still, I agree with Brian on. Hayward Celtics, look, first half, minus 154 on the money line, 63 points last game, uh, won by 13 in the first half. Uh, Brian mentioned there, too, uh, in the first half, 11-1-2 on the money line in the first half in the, in, in the playoffs. 
And last game, Kemba Walker stepped it up too. I like stepped up his game in game three. Shot fifty percent from the field. He made four threes. So yeah, I like the Celtics too here to take care of uh, the Heat, especially in the first half. All right, we're gonna find out why the parlay kid hates Gordon Hayward so much. We're gonna get down. Yeah. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. But uh, <laughs> no, believe me, parlay kid, I'm passionate too I, about rooting against uh, Boston teams. Except I happen to have money. I should just let this go, but I have money on the. Celtics and uh well I, I, I think it was I think our buddy Alec precipitated it when oh. Hayward was the only guy who was not in the uh was not a positive factor on the floor and he's like <laughs> wow what a difference Hayward's making yeah, out here yeah. and I'm like am I what, am I watching the same game he's the only guy that's not uh, a plus uh 10 on the Celtics right now I, I he really to me yeah. I'm not saying it's not going to be a factor going forward, but he was not a factor in game three. I don't care what anybody Parley says. Parley do you understand our friend Alec is so advanced in the way he watches a game? Like we have <laughs> comparatively, we have very, we have immature taste buds. So we're, you know, we're, we're still uh, happy to have like oatmeal, but he's eating lobster. Well, he did play pro ball in El Salvador. That's so. true. That's true. I forgot. Yes. Uh, I wish we could have bet the unders on those. My God. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, the player props there. All right. There you go. That is uh, Wednesday night NBA NHL Wednesday night, Tampa Bay, Dallas game three. Tampa came out really flat game one and then jumps, jumped all over the stars. They went up three, nothing brother. Bry was like, uh, I, we, we did that thing on text where Brother Brown was like, hey, does anyone else have Tampa Bay? Or no, it's, does anyone have Tampa Bay? And then it's like, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, well, I have Tampa Bay. And I'm like, all right. Well, I didn't want to jinx it. No, I know. know. Well, no, you jinxed it. But by putting that text out there, you jinxed it. I'm like, all right, you son of a bitch. You know how this works. You better hedge. You're up 3 nothing. And then I didn't hear anything. He's like, yeah, I probably should. And I'm like, holy shit, it's 3-2. to two. And he's like, don't worry, I hedged. And uh because he hedged, they held on. So we know that. Right. But uh, but Tampa Bay for game three. Am I reading the series right? Tampa Bay's minus 160 for game three on Fandle, right? Yeah. Okay. Minus 160. Uh, right. And stars are plus 135. Yep. Brother Bry, you uh, you called it right game two. What do you like for the third game? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna go with Dallas game three here. Uh, I will say, does anybody else right now feel bad for hockey uh, going up yeah. against between college football, basketball? I mean, they're, uh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, these ratings have to be terrible. Just, I mean, it's nothing they could really do. Um, but I, I don't know. I would just say after watching that game, I've bet uh, probably against the stars almost in every game. And it's a nightmare to watch these games. It doesn't matter what the scores are. I yep. never feel like the lead is safe. Um, again, we, I had Tampa last night that three, nothing lead. Once it got to three, one, I was like, Oh shit. So, um, again, luckily I hedged at like 14 to one there, but not mm -hmm. that, it, I mean, it didn't matter, but I think the games, these games are just too close. Hugh Dobin's been freaking awesome and i think to lay minus 160 again for me would just be uh it would not be smart here i think again i think it's more of a this every game in this series is pretty much going to be a coin flip so yeah i, I would just take the plus 135 and just hope q dobin's as, as good as he's been and uh they, they have a great shot at winning probably like, uh brian you could what you could do is you could just be like me and bet like at minus 700 that both teams will score i think uh <laughs> Dallas, 14 out of 15, Harry. Tampa Bay, every game in the bubble? Or did I get that? Every did I game in the that? bubble for Tampa Bay. There you go. Yeah, every, no, Tampa, every every Tampa game 
both teams have scored. Oh, really? In the bubble. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you like, Harry? I don't even. I didn't even get your take on this uh, in our pre. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna punk out a little bit here because I. I I'm gonna take the stars, but plus one and a half at minus two twenty. Ah, that's the worst. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, Brian made some. Made, Brian made great points there because the plus one and a half is really great here. If you think about it, uh, most goals they have given up. In the last seven games, the Stars, it's, it's three. Uh, last eight playoff games, only lost by two or more one time and have won six of the last seven. Pavelski at 36 years old, parlay kid. He's been something else. He leads the team in, with 10 goals in the playoffs, plus one and a half. I know you got to lay 220, but it seems really easy. I hate that shit. I do. <laughs> I, you know, if you're down two to one with three minutes left, good yep. luck. You got you got to. Uh, but this Dallas team is different. All they have to this do is Dallas be down two is one, with, with, and then they're going to pull the goalie. They, then you got to get lucky. They, didn't, they took forever to pull the. They took forever to pull the goalie uh, the other night when it took, they they finally pulled him with like fifty nine seconds to go. Believe me, so you didn't get that empty. I'm letter. the asshole Let's, who lays minus seven. I, I I don't mind laying a big number, but it, uh, even I'm off these yeah. plus one and a halfs, plus two and a halfs because of the nonsense that could go on uh, at the end. Um, Brian, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say maybe let's just bet overtime for this game. I mean, <laughs> okay, you know, it's, it's, it's just, due. I think we're I think we're due. Uh, Polly Kid, what do you like? Yeah, I, it's funny. I was actually thinking the overtime. I think, but I, I, I felt like at plus two ninety, it just wasn't. Yeah. Great value. I think that's what it was. Usually, I at least be three. a little bit better. But these two teams have played a lot of overtime games. But Sal, look, I, I, I'm really like the Lightning. I, I'm starting to wonder if the Islanders took a little starch out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little of their speed. Oh, here we uh, go. I don't know if their legs <laughs> are, are gone, but I'm still sticking with them. I, I have them. Yeah, and I'm and I'm taking them tomorrow. What I like tomorrow is them to uh, have the lead after one at plus one fifty one or one fifty two mm. on FanDuel. Uh, Tampa's really only played two good periods out of six uh, in the first two games here. Uh, it was the third period in game one and the first period in game two, uh, and then they kind of coasted yesterday in the last two periods, just trying to hang on to that lead. Uh, and I just don't think they're going to play three mm-hmm. um, mediocre periods in a row. I think they're going to come out. And they're another team that uh, when they exert their will, when they're really focused and ready to play, they're the better team. They are the better team than the Stars. Um, and I just think they're going to come out tomorrow in the first period, uh, have a one nothing lead or, or something to that nature. And I like just like that. I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm not really sure they, how the game's going to finish uh, I could see Dallas winning the game, maybe a, a 3-2 type of game. But yeah. uh, I do like Tampa to have a lead. I think they're going to come out again on fire. And they'll. Uh, I like it at plus yeah. 151 or something. Well, like listen, I know the parlay kid for the longest time. And his goal now for this series is to be able to go into school and scream through a mask at his, at his students that the Islanders were the second best team in the NHL. And for that <laughs> to happen, Tampa Bay has to finish this series off. Yeah. No? No, you know, Sal, I, I would have thought that way years ago, <laughs> but I would probably say uh, the Islanders are not. You've matured. I wouldn't say they were the second best team at this okay. point. I said maybe wow. the third best team. All right. You heard it here. Uh, there you go. That's Wednesday night. And that brings us to our unsponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Obviously, last night, that was a lot of fun. We touched on it a little bit. Vegas Raiders chalking up their first win in front of an empty, empty stadium. That's the sad part against the Saints. Um, the, the, the good thing is there's 
football in Vegas. Roger Goodell believed in it for many, many years, and it's finally come to fruition. The, the owners fought him on a tooth and nail, and they uh, finally, I don't know what he did to uh, convince them, but it's in Vegas. Um, I was thinking, though, with this team, how much more fun it would be for the Raiders if they had Antonio Brown. I want to see Antonio Brown. We talked about it last year. Antonio Brown's first year in Vegas is going to be insane, but they don't really have that kind of player, um, you know, that's going to call. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe there's some, we'll, we'll see it uh, in the coming weeks, but it got me thinking and uh, which team would you have liked to have seen play their home games in Las Vegas? You can go through history. Is it the 1986 Mets at plus 180? The 1992 Cowboys, cocaine Cowboys, five to two. The 1988 Pistons, the bad boys at four to one or the field, because there are just so many out there at minus 250. Harry, start us off. Which team would you have wanted to see in playing their home games in Vegas? Well, I think I'm going to jump on you at plus 250 with your uh, New York Mets. Um, well, that's not the odds you- I gave. The Cowboys are <laughs> plus 250. The, you want okay. the Mets? I want the Mets. Well, you can only get that the plus Mets. 180. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, plus one eight. Sorry. I'll take the Mets because yeah. look, you know, hey, your buddy Lenny Dykstra yeah. hung out with it. I hung out with him for a couple of days uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> he shared a lot of stories with me. The only problem, like a lot of crazy stories. So it was, it was good stuff. But uh, the only problem would be if they were in Vegas, like they'd be hung over all the time. And who knows who would be showing up after everything was said and done with the partying that they did. So it would be interesting still to see the Mets because they were so good at that time, too. Well, I'm going to I'll just uh, I'll second that. I'm going with the Mets at plus 180. We're putting together a documentary on uh, ESPN at 30 for 30 about the Mets. It's a four parter. It's going to come out next year. And we've talked to some of these guys and it's a cast of characters. Now, like you said, Doc Straw, they would have who the hell knows what they would have been like day to day. Kevin Mitchell would have buried a body somewhere in the desert. That would have been fun. Lenny Dykstra. We remember when we went to Vegas a few years ago, he was supposed to join us. And then I don't know what the hell happened. Caesars put the kibosh on it. We had him like, no, Lenny, get, don't, don't get on the plane. <laughs> Southwest calls your name. Just turn, turn around. Don't, don't go. Um, that would have been a lot of fun. Gary Carter would have locked himself in his room and that would have been it. Right, uh, right. Rest in peace. But I do. I like the Mets uh, also plus 180. Uh, Brother Bry, who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going to third that. I'm going to say mm. the uh, the Mets too. I don't even know what Vegas was like in the 80s. Actually, in the 80s growing up, I didn't even know. Until UNLV, I didn't really even know what yeah. the hell Vegas was. Uh, my, my parents definitely never brought it up. Uh, <laughs> they probably never wanted me to go to it. Uh, but I, I say it for a different reason because if the Mets were in Vegas in 1986, they definitely would not have won the World Series because like three or four guys would have been dead on that team. Right. So between, <laughs> like you said, between Strawberry Good and Dykstra. And plus all my friends, even to this day, all my friends are Mets fans. Um, growing up for that period in the 80s, early 90s, it was all Mets talk. Mm-hmm. That's all I heard. I was teased about the Yankees, actually, if you could believe that for that those really? years. So yeah. it would it would have been nice that if they were in Vegas, it just they never would have won. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to parents out there. <laughs> Brother Bry's uh mom and dad never brought out Vegas, brought up Vegas, and he rebelled in the worst kind of way. He, right, exactly. It's he, like he can't it's like get you, enough you, of it now. <laughs> you, <laughs> you start, you don't let your kids have a drink of alcohol, and then they become that's alcoholics. It. No it's sugar. Just, that's just, the same. You gotta <laughs> give them a little sprinkling. All right, Parley kid. I think you're not taking the Mets just because uh just out of principle. No, I mean look, we know 
I don't, you know, you know if the Mets had been in Vegas. I mean, can you imagine? Look, look what Vegas did to Harry. Chewed him up, spit him <laughs> oh. out, right? I mean, he could They're, not. I think, he couldn't hack it in Vegas. He couldn't. He literally is banned from Vegas. He can't even be there. It looks like he, he, way, he chewed Vegas up and spit it. But all right, I guess, I don't know. Who knows? He was telling me uh, some stories. Nice. Harry was telling me some stories about him and some other guy the other night. About all the illegal shenanigans that they were oh, that is true. in Harry. Vegas. Harry, come on. That I mean, is it's, true. It's, in, it's incredible. Hey, it really the guy is. might the guy might be moving to uh, the guy might be moving to Scottsdale now. <laughs> yeah, great. The casinos there too, Dan. It's, uh, it's amazing. They're gonna lock it down. But so, you know what? If you look, can you imagine if the fifties Yankees, oh with yeah, Mickey Mantle, Billy Martin, Whitey Ford, Whitey Ford, and that kind of crew. Had the scrutiny, the media scrutiny that the players have today, mm-hmm. and the things that they did. Can you imagine if they were playing in Vegas yep. at this time? So I'm taking the field, and I'm saying the Mickey Mantle era Yankees, not the not the Joe DiMaggio Mickey Mantle. It went after DiMaggio retired because DiMaggio would have been a real wet blanket, right? right? Mr. Coffee, most likely yeah, right. in Vegas. So after DiMaggio, when it became Mantle's team, can you imagine this team? I've read some books about some of the things that these guys pulled. I can't even imagine what would have happened in Vegas. So I'm taking the field and I'm taking those Mickey Mantle teams of uh, the fifties and early sixties that would have just went, just created so much mayhem in Vegas would have been Rizzuto and uh, Barrow are on those teams, right? Also, did they make their yeah, early 60s? I, I, I don't know if those were the real rebel. Well, that, that's what those, I mean. Like guys days. like that, you didn't even read about. They it could have turned them uh, sideways too. Who knows? Like, Who yeah. knows? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Interesting. All right. Uh, Jim Cunningham, what about you? Favorite team you would have liked to see play in Las Vegas? Uh, I would have liked to see in the late 90s Bulls, Jordan, and uh, Dennis oh. Rodman in Vegas. I think that would have given the Knicks a good chance to find. Well, Rodman did uh, practically play that year in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jordan had to drag him out of there. Uh, Joel Solomon, you want to jump on? Yeah, I think you had some thoughts too earlier today. I mean, my 1993 Maccabi bowling team was really, we partied hard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even uh, think of those guys. <laughs> no, I I don't know the the 04 Red Sox just cuz I would have loved to see them not win the World Series, but Yeah. You know, I Eucalyptus, guess we think like that. Yeah, Kevin Millar, Damon, Big Poppy, Manny, Pedro, yeah, they would have feel like that would have been a mess probably, too. Maybe yeah. uh the Bad News Bears like freaking Kelly Lee goes wild, <laughs> you know, at the strip clubs at all hours. Uh how about hit and run, Darren? How about uh, 1992 yeah, I, I, hit and run? Hit and well, run. look, hit and run had like four or five degenerate gamblers on that team. One of them ended Three, up in Vegas. You know. Yeah, that was so our, can you our, imagine, our softball right? can you team. you imagine that team? Our, our softball or, team or that Paul would brawl. Crispino's fat dogs, uh, you know, oh, out in Vegas. Yeah. Forget it. Hit and run softball team, Harry. All right. Who nice. knows? I think we right. may we, we may we may be losing some people now. I don't know. <laughs> Try to figure out. All right. We'll get them back right now. Uh, Sharp Tank. <laughs> You guys went either two and zero or the two and one or three and zero, depending on how you want to look at it. Harry, who was your winner last week? The Niners over Sammy D. Oh yeah, that was a that was disgusting. I, I I don't even. I think the Jets have to be the worst team. There's some bad ones out there, but if you look at it, the team that gave up 55 yard run on third and 31 might just yeah. have to go down as the worst team of. 2020. I watched them come out and win uh, this week. Who do you like for uh, your sharp tank? You're going to pick a game. Brother Brian's going to pick a game. Parlay Kid's going to pick a game or a parlay. I'm going to jump on one of your best bets. 
I'm going to do a three-team, ten-point teaser. Wow! I know we have, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't discussed a lot of college football yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take uh, two pros. I'm going to take one college. I'm going to take Boston College. They're minus seventeen and a half at home against North Texas. Uh, take that down to minus seven and a half. This is uh, again not North Texas. I'm sorry, Texas State. Texas State is playing five oh. straight road games to start the mm. season. This is their fourth straight. They got to go to the East Coast. Boston College looked good last week. They forced five turnovers at Duke in a win. Um, they held them scoreless for the last three quarters. So Boston College minus seven and a half. And then the pros, I'm going to take the Rams Bills from 48 down to 38. So over 38, like I mentioned before, Stefan Diggs, how happy is he to be out of Minnesota? He leads the NFL in receiving yards. Josh Allen uh, leads the NFL in passing yards. 58 points they put up in two weeks. Allen's got seven total touchdowns in the Rams. 57 points in their two games. So I'm going to go over 38 there. And my third team, yes, believe it or not, I am taking the Dallas Cowboys, mm. who are plus five, and I'm going to take them up to 15. Look, and, and, and between me and Parlay Kid uh, bitching about our picks and our losses and everything, at least he, he was winning. And I did have a little bit on Seattle, but I was upset in that game because how for we how much did Seattle lay off the the their, their receivers of New England every single play they're playing five to seven yards off of their receivers they look Cam look great they let Cam go for four hundred yards I don't like I don't like what I saw there in their defense at all and the Cowboys offense is just look, they they got rolling they pulled out the game now they're at one and one and they can go up there and I think plus fifteen and again I mentioned also Zeke has two fumbles but he's been putting up the yards too and he's got three I believe he's got three touchdowns in two weeks i think dallas gets it done i think they win the game too but plus 15 is a steal yeah normally i would jump in try to cut harry short but he's 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 praising the cowboys i'm like who the hell knows when we're gonna hear that again cd cd lamb looked good too oh wow there's more uh all right yeah wow 15 does seem like a lot there because they'd have to score like 43 um all right, Harry. All right, Boston. Harry, will you get back to me and make sure they're playing North Texas or Texas State? It really <laughs> factors into whether I'm jumping on this. So please confirm that while uh, Brother Bry gives his. The Bobcats of Texas State. <laughs> gives his sharp tank pick, Brother Bry. All right, so we, we discussed this already, but I am going to give the Packers plus three and a half at minus 115. So FanDuel has, you know, again, they have a lot of different lines. So they the Packers line right now is three, but you can get three and a half at, at minus one fifteen, which mm. I think it make it makes sense to take that line. Um, look, I know you guys discussed it already before, but the Packers have played two really bad teams, but I think they are legit. Um, and after watching the Saints last night, I'd be a little concerned about them if I was a Saints fan. That I'd be concerned about the team and Breeze. Guys were open all over the field. Breeze missed a few easy ones. I even sent to you, yeah. Sal, like that's the worst pass I've seen Breeze throw. And you're like, oh, just wait, there's going to be more. <laughs> and there and there was, um, they were undisciplined. They couldn't keep the Raiders off the field on third down. And to me, it's funny because to me, the Packers are like the Raiders. They're the, they're, they're a much better version of the Raiders right now. Similar teams, similar styles, yeah. but you have, you have Rodgers. And their defense is much better than the Raiders. So the Saints coming off a short week. I think it's a semi-high scoring close game. Um, and I, I like getting the three and a half here, especially because I it seems like Michael Thomas, I doubt he plays after these high ankle sprains. These guys never come back in a week. So right. um I, I'd like that three and a half there. That's pretty good. Uh yeah, I uh I feel the same way about that. 
I took him plus four, like I said, on Fox Bet Live. I'm just looking this over. I think Breeze is completing less than five yards a pass or something. Something something insane. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas being out makes him sort of pedestrian. All right, Parlay Kid, I think you're staying away from that game. What do you like, Bip? Well, you know, I'm going to come back with one of my parlays here, Sal. Uh, the only thing I'm really disappointed in uh, is is what I'm reading right now about uh, the fact I, I like the charges this week, so I really like the charges this week. Mm. But now uh, it looks like Tyrod Taylor could be starting. Yeah. And I, I'm not happy that Anthony Lynn kind of threw um, Justin Herbert under the bus today. I, mm. I, our buddy Jeff Schwartz is not happy about it either. Right. Uh, his quote was, there's a lot we didn't get done with Justin on the field yesterday. He's a backup for a reason. Um, that's, a, that's a little harsh. I think anybody who watched that game, including Tony Romo, was raving about Justin Herbert. He was fantastic. I'm going to stick with it because I, I have it here. So Chargers are my number one team. They're playing the, the Panthers minus McCaffrey. I think if you've been watching, the Chargers defense is pretty good. They are pretty solid. Uh, and I think they'll at least carry the team, even if Taylor is quarterbacking. They get the job done against the Panthers at minus 300. Uh, I love the Patriots this week against the Raiders. Sorry, Bri. Uh, I, That's okay. I think <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't I just don't see the Raiders being able to stop the Patriots, uh, stop Cam Newton running the ball. And I'm not a huge Cam Newton fan, but from what I've seen from Cam so far has been pretty good. And I just don't think the Raiders defensively can stop. And, and let's face it, the Patriots will stop the Raiders at least better than the Saints did. Mm. So. Uh, that's uh, number two at minus 255. And at minus 260, I love this one. I know it's uh, the one road game I have on here. It's the Bucks at Denver. Uh, Tom Brady uh, at minus 260 against a, a uh, Cortland sutton list yeah. team here uh, for Denver and a Drew Locke list team here for Denver. Starting Driscoll. Uh, Godwin is back for the Bucks this week, it looks like. Uh, so they have another weapon back in Fournette. Uh, looks like he's uh, he busted out last week. I think he's their main guy now, yep. or at least he should be. So I, I really love this teaser here of the chart, uh, not teaser, uh, parlay at plus, it's a plus 157 parlay of Pats, Chargers, Buccaneers. I, I, I really like this one again. Does Bortles, Bortles doesn't play that. Uh, actually, is he even on the team? I know they brought him in. Um uh, uh, Denver. Is he Denver even... did. I, I would assume they're sticking with think, Driscoll yeah. just because he did okay. He performed okay. Uh, it's such a bummer. I had this circled as a win before the season for Denver. I'm yeah. like, this is where they upset, and then Von Miller gets hurt, and now they don't have a quarterback. Oh, they're, they're, Without they're, Sutton and Locke, I, 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 I cursed them. To be honest, I can't believe this is only minus six right now. Yeah. Or minus six and a half. I, I know Tampa hasn't been too oppressive, but I thought this would be. Uh, you know, seven, mm-hmm. seven and a half with these injuries. Yeah. And Fournette's emergence and Godwin coming back for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really like them. I really like it here. Yeah. Well, the only thing I don't like about your parley is you have to, you have to root for freaking Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. I, I was actually that. just going to do that matchup itself. And I added the Chargers to it. Well, that so. doesn't help. I don't care about the Chargers. <laughs> uh, no, Parley Kid, I, I wish you luck. It looks like a winner, but I, I can't. I don't want to root for that stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Harry, North Texas, Texas State. We. It's definitely North Texas? Texas State. Oh, it's Texas State. I can't do it then. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that one. No, Brian, I already have the Packers plus four. Yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't I like it at three and a half? Uh, minus 115. That's a nice deal on... Uh, on FanDuel, I just think they're better. I think you're uh, losing out on home home field right there. 
for uh for New Orleans and Green Bay plus three and a half. We're gonna look back on this. I'm like, oh, maybe New Orleans. I don't know. Maybe and it looks Tom Brady makes. And the other thing, Bri, if this loses, you could be like, oh, my Raiders must have been really good, right? If, uh, if they <laughs> well, beat yeah. up on the Saints, so that's yeah. nice. That won't do me any good. But I'll jump on you there, Bri. Packers plus three and a half, minus one fifteen is my sharp tank. Take us away, Bri. What do you got plugged? Um, at the brother Bri. Um ton of stuff this weekend we have ufc huge ufc card uh i was thinking about that for best bets you have the adesanya costa fight yeah uh, which is gonna be awesome i actually you get two two championship fights you get the reyes uh blankovich fight so i do like i think i don't think i would lay the money here with the favorites i'd probably take the two underdogs mm. in the in the title fights with with costa and with uh blankovich and just i think odds are one of those guys will win yeah, I the people don't know Costa too much, but he kind of has the air of a uh, one of the Diaz brothers. Is like I don't give a shit, and then he just like, kind of gets it done. Now that little scares me a little that Adesanya's what was that like minus one sixty or something? I thought it would be higher. See, I I don't it's know. It's even what it's even higher. I mean, I had seen like minus one eighty. Oh, is it? The, All right, the, well, let's get the there. Reyes Reyes fight. I think is like a pretty even fight. And Reyes is minus two ninety. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I, former Stony Brook guy. Can't, oh. You know so. That, that's another that's another reason I was going to go against him. And I was like, the last time I did that with Weidman, it did not. Yeah, right, right, uh, right. Did not go well. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah. So UFC. Uh, there you got go. My daughter's soccer season starting. So uh, it's it's good. Very nice. At the brother, Bry. Uh, Parlay kid. Yeah, I, I want to get into the college games. And now, and of course, I just read yeah. like Notre Dame. Is it Notre yeah. Dame Duke canceled? Can't, seven Wake seven Forest, cases. Done. Oh, yep. Wake Forest, right. Notre Dame, Wake Forest, seven yep. COVID cases. I just. um. I got to see it play out a little bit, but we'll hit it. There are big SEC games coming up. We'll hit it uh, yeah. soon enough, but it uh, doesn't feel right to to spend 20 minutes on something that could just go away uh, as soon as we stop yeah. recording. Barley Kid, what do you got? You're at the Chalk Talker. I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. Um, uh, yeah, you, Brian and I both won big this past weekend on UFC, too. Yeah. Um, so, And we could have even won bigger. I think we both hit had a parlay where it was like eight out of nine. Wow. So we both lost, and, and we lost on like a a minus four hundred guy. Oh on no! So and, and we hit eight out of nine. So, but we still won. Uh, still hit pretty well. So I'm looking forward to that. It kind of replaces the golf a little bit. Maybe this week it gives you something else. Um, we added, I like, love a that TV. the parlay kid is but, has to look but, for something to replace golf but, now. Can you bite your tongue, you, parlay kid? Who thought bite this your ever tongue. Would happen? I mean, it's incredible. It really, I, I the golf. I, 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 there is still something going on in golf. I got some stuff. I'm sure I'm going to put some <laughs> stuff down on yeah. uh, Hendrick Stenson to win the uh, Punta Cana <laughs> Open or something like that, that this weekend. Okay, is that what it is? Sorry, I think that's it? a crazy. Got it. You got it. This I is the right. one. Romo was. See, how uh, did I even know that? Romo won an exemption into this one, right? Romo, <laughs> Tony Romo urged us. I write about this in my book. Um, you can't lose them all. Available at uh, Barnes and Noble right now for um, pre-release. What do they call that, Jim? Preview? I don't know. Pre-order. Um, but it's coming out in uh, late January. But Tony Romo urged me and my cousin Jimmy. He's like, I'm gonna make the cut. I like. I like. He got an exemption into this Punta Nest, whatever it is, tournament. Probably three years ago, and we bet on him and we lost. And then not only did we lose, he came in last place and by a good amount. <laughs> And so we uh, made a trophy for him and shipped him off. Last place, Putadeska tournament. Um, there you go. And he has it proudly on his uh, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> the Zemis and um, 
I guess he doesn't have Super Bowl rings, but anyway, uh, <laughs> there you go. But uh, there you go. Uh, all right, and uh, what what else, Chalk Talker? Anything? That's it. I, I I'm really I'm hoping Harry can explain to us a little bit about his colonoscopy. Oh, let's hear as he this. Signs Harry. off here that he had the other day. Some some weird stuff going on. Uh, nobody knows anymore with what's happening to Harry. Well, he, I don't know. He couldn't make a pick today because wow. wow. he was he had just too much going on in his life. Wow. It's, I, I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's better well, that nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> All right, Harry, tell us. Go ahead. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let me let me figure something out here. Okay, so anyways, first, figure uh, I do want to say before we get to uh, my uh, my help, um, I did get a little revenge on Parlay Kid real quick on uh, in fantasy football as I kicked his ass in, uh, oh, this past week in our league. He did. He did. Kicked his ass. Russell Wilson I drafted in the seventh round. Sal, I got you this week. You're next. Um, <laughs> by the way, White Sox just got two in the ninth, too. That's my pick on extra points today, plus one and a half. So I'll now be 30 and 11 in my last 41. Um, and also, yeah, I had a endoscopy. Brian hates it. Brian hates it. Brian, and, and, kid obviously hates it, but Brian really hates it, too. Oh, I do. I do. Brian loves it. Brian loves it. And I got I really a, hate it. Get to the, get to the part where you're dying. I am. Colin. <laughs> Colonoscopy and the, <laughs> endoscopy. I had that on uh, on the seventeenth, and then I, for some reason, like after a day and a half, I'm I'm noticing on my left uh, left part of my neck, I've got about a six to eight inch, like <laughs> like someone had sliced my neck, and I didn't even notice it until I saw it in the in, in the mirror, and I'm and I'm I finally got off the phone right before we went on today with the doctor, and I had to ask him what the hell that was, and he explained that it was must have been the uh, he he said it, he's never seen it before in his life. That's good. And that and that it's yeah, that's real good. And that and that <laughs> and that uh, it had to have been the tube or the wiring that was around my neck that made that cut, which is you know great. Thanks. Wow, it's healing a little better. Here, let me see if I can get a little. They had it around your neck. They're trying to. They were trying to strangle. Trying to you. strangle. I don't know. He's trying to show see. us here. I don't know what's going I on. I don't there. know. Whatever. Are you sure? Anyway, so, Are you positive? Like in the middle of the night, you didn't think you were, like cutting a, a slice of ham off, uh, uh, and, it, and it ended up being your neck instead? No, yeah? not sure, not sure. Okay. But anyways, listen, you know, listen again. Long story short, also. he's got three days to live. Yeah, that's right. So Probably. three more picks. So <laughs> Harry is <laughs> trying to go thirty-three and eleven uh, before he leaves this earth <laughs> on extrapoints.com <laughs> with the free picks. <laughs> Ayo, Harry, find my other picks on bestbetcorner.com where Parlay Kid and I have our golf picks as well. All right, there you go. Jim, uh, jo Jim or Joel, you want to add something? <laughs> Jim, Jim, he'll, he'll be sending <laughs> you a good. pick tonight. You're excited, right? <laughs> Screw you, Jim. Jim, I'm sending it to you at 2 in the morning now, Jim. I'm good. <laughs> the eyes are ones or Na uh, something Naked, like that. Jim. Naked. <laughs> All right, there you go. And that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and follow us at Extra Points Pod and me at the Cousin Sound. For the degenerate trifecta, Jim Cunningham, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.